Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. And as we be seated in heavenly places, we give God the glory, give God the praise. We give Him the honor for what He continues to do in our lives. Now today, I want to. We're going to have a message that will lead into the theme for next month. Now, the month of October, we are generally looking at love, but I'm teaching something today that is so important as well. Father Lord, even as your word is coming, I pray that your spirit will give us insight, understanding, like never before, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter 5. And I read from verse number 1, but my emphasis shall be on verse 6. Galatians chapter number 5. I read from verse number 1. Emphasis on verse 6. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. In I, Paul, say to you that, verse 3 says, I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law you have become estranged from christ you who attempt to be justified by law you have fallen from grace for we through the spirit you have estranged yourself it has to be the speaker i guess so for isaac Check the, the speaker. Amen. See, so you have become estranged from Christ. You will attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ, this is where my emphasis is. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Amen. Say faith working through love. Faith working through love. In other words, your faith cannot work without love. Amen. Your faith cannot work without love. There is nothing. 
jumping again in Christ, I said, faith working through love. And I'm telling you that your faith cannot work without love. Amen. Now, today I'm going to teach on faith. And I told you that next month the message is on love. So we'll be connecting the two. Today I want to teach a faith, and the next week, God willing, Sunday, the first Sunday of October, I'll start the message on love, and then you can put the two together and have an impactful life. Amen. Now, faith is so important to every believer. In fact, there's a difference between faith and obedience. A lot of people confuse faith with obedience. No. Obedience is different from faith. Obedience is such that even if you believe it or you don't believe it, you must comply and do it. Obedience is an exercise of compliance when you have to comply with the law. You know, for example, Maybe there's a law that is in the, the constitution of Ghana that you don't really believe it. But because it's a law, you must obey it. In another side, when you go into the military, what do they tell you? They say, obey before you complain. Why do they tell you obey before you complain? Or why do they tell the soldiers, obey before you complain? Because they know that it's not every instruction that comes from the high command that the soldier accepts or believes. So if you don't tell them, obey, you'll find some soldiers who will disregard those instructions and don't do them. And you realize that one of the key ingredients of being a soldier is discipline. So to achieve discipline, they tell them, whatever you are telling to do, do it. Don't ask any questions. Obey. Even if you don't believe what your senior is telling you, obey it. But faith is different. Faith doesn't put you in the corner where it will force you to do it. No. Faith, first of all, wants you to believe. In other words, you must be convinced that what you have heard is true. And then when you believe that what you have heard is true, then it is easy for you to not do what you have believed. Obedience is that do it. Whether you believe it or not, whether you are convinced by it or not, you do it today, later on you understand it. I don't need to understand it right now, you just do it. Tomorrow you understand it. But when it comes to faith, God says that no, I want you to understand and be convinced and accept that what I am telling you is true. And if it is true, then it is easy for you to now do what you have had to do with boldness and with conviction. Are you here now? 
And that is why, there's one of the verses that we read, but let me quote it now. That is why in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the Bible says that God does what? Loves those who have faith. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. In other words, those that really don't have faith, they don't please God. Why? Because whatever God is telling them, what are they telling God? They are telling God that he is a liar. Come on, are you here? Are you Please understand this message of faith. It's an important teaching. If you don't have faith, you are telling God that he is a liar. Why? Because you are not convinced by what he is telling you. Meanwhile, Jesus said, Jesus, who is God? He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So whatever God tells you is true. So if you say, I don't have faith, I don't believe, then you are telling God that God is a liar. Hey, and that is a big crime, if I can put it that way. That is why without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because you are telling God that God, whatever you have said concerning me, I don't believe it. Uh-uh. Until I see it with my naked eyes, I don't believe it. Why are you telling me that I'm prosperous? Why are you telling me that I'm healed? Meanwhile, in my body, I'm still feeling the symptoms. God, you must not be telling the truth. And God is telling you, you. The moment God tells you, I have healed you. Even if you are feeling the symptoms, He is telling the truth. He is telling the truth. And where there is truth, there is liberty. The Bible says, You shall know the truth, and the truth will do what? Shall set you free. So, truth. Without the truth, you cannot be set free. And that is why the Bible also said concerning Jesus, who said of himself that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He said, He that the Son has sent for his truth did why? Because Jesus is the truth. So when the truth sets you free, you are free. Amen. So when you are walking in faith, you are telling God that God, I agree with you. I am convinced by what you have said to me. I believe what you have said to me. Therefore, my actions are coming out of what I have received from you. Irrespective of what I'm even seeing, irrespective of what I am hearing, so far as I believe that what God says to me is true, that is my faith. And even if I don't see, I know so far as I have the truth, I am walking in liberty. I'm walking in freedom. Oh, if you want to come up, you can do it better for the Lord. You see, we don't even have 50,000 membership in this church. But God told me, He said, You are a mega church. When God told us we're going to build 
120,000 capacity church building. I'm still saying it today. Irrespective of the fact that we don't even see 50,000 a service. I am saying what I am convinced when the Lord spoke to me two years ago. Are you here with me? That is faith. And it's very and Paul said, which I'm going to teach you a lot next week. So I'm going to come back to this verse going next week. Galatians 5 6. He said, Faith works by love. Other verses say faith works through love. Whatever be the case, without love, faith is not working. I get it now. But for you to understand faith, you need to know that faith is what you have believed, what you have convinced by, and what you are doing. And that is why let's go to the popular verse that they used to define faith. Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. I read from verse 1. Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 1 said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2 For by faith the elders obtain a good testimony. Or a good report. Amen. Now, so how did the elders obtain a testimony through faith? Abraham through faith. Isaac through faith. Jacob through faith. Everybody through faith. So if you want to have a testimony, if you want to have something to a good report to praise God, you must watch with faith. And it says that faith is a substance. What is a substance? Simple, uh, is it chemistry? Substance is something that is tangible. Evidence is something that we can even read. We can testify that it is true. So you see, when somebody is hoping, oh, I hope that tomorrow by this time A, B, and C will happen. The person is speaking out of, let me, let me put it this way, out of uncertainty. Oh, I hope. You can only hope. There's no full assurance. I get what I'm saying. When you have hope, you are, you, you are not 100% convinced that what you are expecting will happen. Oh, I hope that tomorrow we will meet. I hope that tomorrow this will happen. I hope. Hope is not the completion of what you are expecting. But when you have evidence, evidence is real. But then, it's saying now that what makes your hope better is faith. It says faith is the assurance. In other words, when you have faith and you have hope, faith will make your hope not just be an uncertainty, but will make your hope be a reality. Are you here with me? Hope will make your so faith will make your hope an assurance. So you will not be speaking of hope as something you are not sure of, 
but you will be speaking of hope as something you are sure of because of your faith. And it is also the evidence of what you have not seen. Transmitted. In other words, even as you are sitting here right now, even if you have not seen 50,000 people converting to the glory of God, your faith concerning this church is your evidence. Are you there with me? Your faith. You don't say, oh, you don't, you don't tell someone, oh, my church is a small church. It's not a small church. You can say it's a growing church. It's understandable. But the moment you say it's a small church, you are speaking differently from you saying it's a growing church. When you say it's small, then you have, you have defined it and put it in the box. But when you say it is growing, you are speaking well in accordance to the faith that we have in the church. So our church is a growing church. It's a mega church and it is growing. Are you here with me? And this is my conviction. This is what I believe. See, I told you some time ago, I have never had a vision. God has never revealed anything to me concerning this church, concerning my own ministry, that I have seen something small about it. Never. Every vision I've had, every, even this door, I had a vision concerning this church. Everything that I've seen concerning this church is all big. Which means that God, what is he doing? He is reinforcing his truth to me. So, even if you feel like giving up, realize that you cannot even give up. Because what God has prepared for you is bigger than what the devil wants you to feel. And by that, the elders, they obtained a good report. In that, when people were laughing at them, they were laughing back at the people because they don't know what God has prepared for you. Let's go and read that chapter. First Corinthians chapter number 2. First Corinthians chapter number 2. I am from verse number 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Did you see that? So let me look at me first. Let me say this. It's like God said that, okay, let me prepare something for the glory of my children who will come. It's like some inheritance. So he put this one aside. He said, there's a wisdom that I will release when my children come into fruition. And let me keep this one aside for their glory. Which is that now in Christ, the kind of wisdom we should operate in is a wisdom that is meant to glorify us, not to put us to shame. Alright. And as he went on to say, for our glory, 
verse 8 which none of the rulers of this age knew for had they known they would not have crucified the lord of glory verse 9 but as it is written i have not seen nor ye heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which god has prepared for those who love him but god has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of god amen you see that so the things that god has prepared for us That is why when we are working in faith, what people speak about you doesn't bother you. Because some people they, be, they are out there gossiping about you, but they don't know what God is preparing for you. You know. Let them say what they are saying. Stick to the truth of the world and work in faith. As you are working, yeah, maybe they are laughing at you. Oh, you know, you don't have a car, you don't have a job. You don't have a car and they are laughing at you. They are laughing at you. But they don't know what God is preparing for you. And that is why you don't compare yourself to people. I get what I'm saying. One of the beautiful things that has sustained this ministry. And this is that we don't compare ourselves to people. We see people comparing themselves to us. But we have never compared ourselves to any ministry. All that we do is our Holy Spirit. What are we doing next? That's what that we know. We want God to guide us every step of the way. And so shall it be your story in Jesus' name. Amen. So what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard. So don't go about asking people of their opinion of what to do for your life. Ask God. Because what God wants you to do, nobody yet has seen. If nobody will understand you, when you start working for God. Nobody's going to understand you. That is faith. And you must believe. You must be convinced. You don't want to see that I'm a millionaire before you start talking like one. You don't have to see that I'm a successful person before you start talking like one. Faith is not the same. You know, a lot of people confuse faith with another word, boldness or courage or even determination no you can be bold and courageous but that is not faith faith comes by hearing a hearing of the word Romans let's go there Romans chapter number 10 I start reading from verse number 5 Romans chapter 10 from verse number five. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above. 
and he will descend into the abyss that is to bring Christ up from the dead but what does he say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart into brackets that is the word of faith which we preach did you see that so faith is having the word in your heart and in your mouth what you believe in your heart is what you speak that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god has risen from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so you are righteous because you believe now the word righteous is very similar to faith to steal and it simply means to be convinced so when you are walking in faith it means that i am convinced and because i believe i am convinced and my mind is settled what happens i speak what i believe you cannot you cannot be saying listen for example when you come to church let's say i ask oh did you see pastor isaac and when you are coming let's say you saw him at the entrance so if i ask you have you seen pastor isaac you're going to say yes and what if i go to the next level and i say why do you say yes you say okay let's say i saw him at the entrance okay fine now then i, I sent prophet gail i said prophet go and check if you find pastor isaac there and then prophet gail goes there and he doesn't find him at the entrance then he comes to give me the feedback pastor isaac is not standing there then i come back to you and say oh but prophet gail went there but pastor isaac wasn't standing there what is the next thing you're going to say you're going to say oh i saw him there i'm convinced he was standing there and that is why i still insist that he was standing there let's say he has moved that is how faith works when you are convinced about something nobody comes to tell you contrary to what you believe for you to accept it i get what i'm saying but if you believe so strong that god has called you to be part of this church and the vision you are building nobody will tell you anything for you to believe nobody if you believe that you are a child of god you are born again and that you will never go to hell it doesn't matter what any angel comes from heaven to tell you you tell that angel i'm not held down that is what paul said paul said even if angels come to preach to you another gospel than what he preached even that angel let it that angel be cursed <laughs> now that is how strong in his conviction that paul had paul was so you see the problem with many christians is that they want people to approve them they want people to say oh what you are doing is right they want people 
people to tell them that you are on the right track but not the Holy Spirit, but not God. They are not waiting for God to tell them that, hey, what you are doing is right. They want people to what? To validate them. And when people come, the chances of you losing your faith is high. Because they can come and tell you something contrary to what God wants you to know, to believe. Praise the Lord. So, Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Be careful what you are hearing from people. Listen to only the voice of God. Because it is true the word of God that faith comes. When we go down to verse 17, he said, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when I hear God's word, truth has come. When I know that I've heard the truth, I believe. Even if you don't have money in your pocket, and when you believe that God said, I have blessed you, I have prospered you, you don't go on and open your mouth and say, Charlie, I don't have any people. I'm broke. I'm a poor person. The moment you say that thing, you know what you have done? You have doubted God. That's how serious it is. The moment you say, okay, me, Charlie, me wish you. I don't say anything, everything. Then you are, you know, apart from saying, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Then you wish you. The moment you talk like that, in the way, oh, dear, I'm not sure. Oh, Catherine, I'm going to say, but I can't find out. And then if you say God is a liar, then what do you expect him to do? Nothing. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Amen. Let, I want to get you a very good context. Okay. For, um, um, 18. It says, verse 18, James 2, verse 18. But someone will say, You have faith and have works. Show me your works without faith, your works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that there's one God, you do well. Even demons believe and tremble. But, but do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works faith was made perfect and the scripture was fulfilled. And the scripture was fulfilled which says that 
Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called what? The friend of God. I want to bring out something. Um, look at 25. Look at 25. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works? when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. In other words, see, you cannot tell me that you are convinced and that you not do it. You cannot tell me that as you are here by faith, you believe that you have power over demons. And then when somebody who is demon-possessed comes to stand before you, you are running away. But you never believed it. But you never, you never were convinced. If you are sure, you know, remember um, Peter. Uh, let, let's go there. Um, let's pick that verse up. Acts chapter three. Acts chapter number three. After, after. Peter and John, they healed the man who was crippled at the gate. Look at what he said. Acts chapter number 3. I read from verse number 13. Acts chapter number 3 from verse number 13. He says, The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom he delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the prince of life whom God raised from the dead of which we are witnesses. Now look at 16. And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Meaning that Peter was convinced. He believed that when he used the name of Jesus, the sick shall be healed. You know, you don't go and say, oh, Jesus, Jesus, actually I told Jesus, you don't feel it in your heart. You are, you, are, you are saying Jesus, yet you are looking at your back, making sure the door is open. If there's only you check out. How can the demon get out? Peter looked at the crippled and said, Silver and gold I don't have, but what I have, I'm giving it to you. In the name of Jesus, why is that the work? Peter was convinced. He had faith. And what happened? He was justified by the works he did. Meaning that what he did was because he had faith. 
Are you here with me, somebody? You know, you don't get up and say, I have faith, and then you are sitting and you are not doing anything. Oh, Apostle, I have faith. Oh, I have faith. Hey, you don't know the faith I have, but what you are, the way you are talking and the things you are saying, it doesn't tell me you have faith. Hey, Apostle, I have faith, but this one dear, is too much. I, I can't, I can't buy that. No, you have but nullified any faith that you think you have because you are not convinced. If you are very convinced, no matter what or how the devil wants to shake your table, Hey, the devil can set the table. But because you are convinced that God is in charge of you, you will never be afraid. Amen. Are you always with somebody? Yeah? And that is how you must live your life. You don't live your life like, oh God. It's like you are just you are just trying to just survive. You say, I'm a survivor. No, 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 no. You are not a survivor. The moment you are living by faith, do you know what you are doing? You live in perfect peace. Because whatever is going on around you doesn't move you. By faith, if Jesus comes today, I'm convinced. I'm, I'll be with him in heaven. What about you? There are people who sit in church. If you conduct a survey, do you want Jesus to come right now? Some of them will say no. He asked for salvation some time ago on evangelism. And what, what I say? No, no, no. Tell Jesus you didn't come now. I'm not ready. I, I'm not, don't tell him not to come now. I'm not ready. I should tell Jesus not to come now. <laughs> so I'm not ready. Hey! So because you are not ready, Jesus didn't come. Even the ten virgins, who later five became what? Fools. Jesus didn't wait for them. He didn't wait for them to go and get the oil into the lamp and come back. He came when they were going. God will not wait for you to be ready. He said, be ready out of season and in season. Amen. So, when, when you say, I have faith, when I ask you, do you have faith? And you say, oh, Apostle, I have faith. I'm not trying to ask you if you are confident. You don't just have nobody that they, want, they say they have faith because they think they are, they are brave, they are confident. Oh, me, 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 me. I have faith because I am convinced that if I touch you and I declare the name of Jesus, something will happen. And then, if I touch you and then nothing happens, will you say I don't have faith? No way. I told you about the story of Pastor Benjamin. I've said that story before, I remember. He was praying for people who were sick. So, pray for the first person, rise up and walk, the person walk, the next person walk, the person was walking, jumping. Go to this person, rise up and walk, the person was sitting down there. Get up and walk, the person was sitting down there. The person was really like, okay. You know how, that's how some people, they believe. When they go to a man of God, Because powerful, come out. No, 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 no. I told you, God doesn't force anything on you. If God is forcing on us, like every single human being on this earth, would have been saved. Even though he wants everybody to be saved, he can't force it. He doesn't do that. 
we want you to believe it and be convinced because you see it is it is it sounds a bit awkward that all that you need to do and to say you will not go to hell or the, into the lake of fire believe on jesus say jesus is lord and then this blood we say what is the where is the blood it has where's the blood see the blood you poured it on the cross but what is it you know it doesn't really add up to those who want to even ask questions but that is why you have to be convinced that when i say jesus is my lord and savior i believe i'm convinced in my heart that indeed he shed the blood for me indeed he died for me indeed he forgave me my sins if you are not convinced by that truth then you don't have faith are you there with me somebody you must be convinced and you must believe that you are a child of god see that's why I me mean. if you come to judge and then a child of god if you believe that you're a child of god and you come to church you know i'm coming to meet my father you come prepared you don't come famously you come prepared say father i'm coming to receive from you i believe he said where two or three people gather in the name of the lord he's there in your midst we are more than two we are more than three whether you see jesus to be here or not this is what his word has said so i believe and have faith that jesus is here right now with us he didn't say amen so when you come to church you are not coming to church to meet the man of god or the woman of god you are coming to church to meet jesus because he said when we gather in his name he's there so it is jesus who is here this morning not any man when you have this mentality when you come to church you believe and you ask people so if jesus opens your eyes and you see him standing right now will you be sleeping you say no so why are you sleeping now because you don't believe that jesus is here as if you believe if, if you want to see jesus before you don't sleep then that is not faith but when you have faith when i go to church i don't play because i know i'm going to meet jesus i'm not going to meet any man whatever i'm teaching you this morning the lord is speaking through me he's the one doing the stuff he's the one who will touch you he's the one who will bless you not me i that's what i'm saying he's the one doing the work jesus said concerning god the father he said have you seen the things that i'm telling you is the father who is saying them have you seen the work that i'm doing is the father who is doing it it's a fool who will say me me i'm a man of god Oba, you see how peter said he said why why do you think that we 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 have done this miracle no jesus when you crucified faith in his name has made this man whole say i believe oh shout to say i believe say i am convinced you must you must leave church this morning walking in faith every day don't we're going to read it verse and don't live by sight live by faith it's true Let, let's go back to um james james i read from verse number two james chapter number one james one from verse two my brethren count it all joy 
when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. For example, you see how our faith is being tested in this church? Yes. We have, we have endured with patience. When God is elevating you, nobody can say anything. Are you here with me? Yeah. I keep telling you, don't compare yourself to anybody. Run your race. Amen. I said, what? Run your race. If today you only have one pair of shoes, wait. Don't say, oh, this is my brother. Every Sunday he comes, he's changing shoes. So what? We know we wear shoes in heaven. Someone like me, you cannot you cannot bluff me with apparel and shoes. Ask my wife; she'll tell you. I can wear one coat for one year. One coat. Me. Some of you have not observed me. I can wear one thing for one year, and I don't care what you see. So if you want to if you want to bluff me with clothes, and you I'm the wrong target. If I if if I want to wear this shoe for one month continuously, you see me wearing it. Sometimes my wife will, will go and dig through my things and say, ah, this thing that you bought, you have never worn before. Why it's more? Last three weeks she took some top of mine. He said, I'm going to wash it, but I'm going to hide it. <laughs> wear something else. For those things, where the mind is, am I walking naked? Ah, so far as God has given me something to cover my nakedness, and I can go and I can come back home. Father, I thank you. Amen. If you if you want me to dress, we dress, but that's not my priority. Patience, faith. So if you compare yourself to somebody. Who has more than you? And then you start feeling bad. Hey, oh God. That is why it is wrong. See, there are things that happen in the church. Many people don't know that is wrong. We have sang it before me. I've sang it before. Until the Holy Spirit warned me. Diawaya Masaya. Diawaya Mahana. Diawaya Maya. Stupid song. Foolish one indeed. You see, we see things out of emotions without thinking through it. We say things out of emotions without thinking through it. How many children did God give Sarah? One. Only one son. How many children did God give Anna? You know it. What if God wants to give you ten? What if God wants to give you three children? Now you want God to do for you what he did for Sarah? Are you ready to do what Sarah did for God? <laughs> now are you ready to do what Sarah did for God? Master, tell me about Belim. Belim, run your race. Belim, run your race. Run your race. Run your race. Father, let your will be done for me, be done for me. 
God, God has a petition. He wants to do more for you. He wants to do better for you. So why do you want him to do what he did for somebody? Let him do for you what he has prepared for you. You don't know what I said. Write it down. Pray that God will do for you what he has prepared for you. Not what he did for somebody. Because we will all individually stand before God and give an account. God should do for you what he has prepared for you. Not what he has done for somebody. And see, when you have this mindset, my brother, you know what? When you see someone releasing 2023 Mercedes Benz, you will thank God for that person. You will not envy the person. You will not be jealous. You will not go and gossip about the person. Yeah, yeah, I don't need it. Because maybe what God will give me is not 2023 Mercedes. He's giving me 2030 car in 2023. Custom made. Bulletproof. With bomb at the bottom. I just forgot the bomb with the blast all of you. Praise the Lord. Now what should I see when over you? Oh, Father, thank God for promoting me. I'm happy that you are prospering because mine too, when it comes. Hey, I get what I'm saying. That's what the Bible says, be content with what you have. Because people are not working in faith and they are working in sight, they are praying based on what they are seeing. Oh, God, I'm designing the kind of ministry you have given to you. God, give me the kind of ministry that you have given. Do you know the, the things that are already part of God? Hey! Ah, let me be my lane. Maybe God will give me a check that will sit one million people every Sunday. You never know. So if I pray for a church like Oedipo, we will not I pray the wrong prayer. You see how people pray wrong? But they think they are praying powerful. They don't have faith. You are going to see what the man has done beautifully. In Otalagos. So you think, let me also come to Ghana and have the same thing here. My guy, you die. God, what do you want me to do for you? I prefer to do what God wants me to do for him. Than to do what I saw someone doing. Which God has not approved me to do. Come on, am I talking to somebody this morning? When I started thinking like that, you are, I started having peace. 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 So my, my decisions, the decisions I take in life, when you, you might think, ah, why Peter taking this? No, no. I want to please God. I'm not ready to please you. If my decisions don't make you happy, no problem. Then I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. Let's finish reading James. Now, verse number four. It says, But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Verse number five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally 
and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in what? In faith. Right? With no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let that man suppose that he will receive anything from God. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Amen. Double-minded. Oh, today, I believe I'm convinced I'm healed. Today, I believe I'm convinced I'm healed. I believe by faith I'm healed. Tomorrow morning, you woke up and a terrible headache hits your head. Hey, 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 hey. Now, what about the one who was saying yesterday that you are healed? Now, today morning you wake up because of that headache. You say, my, my sickness has come back. So now, where do you stand? Are you healed or are you still sick? So now, okay, how, how should God do with you? Sick or healed? See, double-minded. And then God, God comes to you and realizes that you are double-minded. You are neither sick nor healed. You don't know where you belong. And the Lord said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Let me go. Because I want to deal with people who are convinced. They have faith. Father, I am healed. No matter what I'm, the symptoms you have, I maintain my health. Now God comes to you. And since you here, you are down, alright. But you are declaring, I am healed. I'm convinced, I'm healed, I'm healed. God will just tell you, let it be done according to your faith. Simple. Are you here with me, somebody? Ah, me, I will never be poor in my life. I will never go broke any other day. I have what I need. You are declaring like that. How should I declare? Maybe if you want me to buy Gary uh, 50 pesos. I don't know if they say Gary 50 pesos, but let's say Gary 50 pesos, sugar 50. You really don't have some. And then you see a friend eating KFC. I said, Father, thank you for giving my friend KFC. They go away. If your friend says, come and sit down and eat, you're fine. If God says, go eat, no problem. You are not sad. Yeah. When God visits, you say, okay. He's saying he's rich. He's saying he lacks nothing. He's convinced. You see, in his heart, he believes like that in his heart. He's saying it, okay. Let it be done unto you according to your faith. Simple. That is why you don't live by sight. You live by faith. You say with the heart, we believe unto righteousness. So when I am convinced in my heart, whatever I see does not change. It does not change me because my heart is settled. Don't be double-minded. Tell anybody, don't be double-minded. Don't be double don't, don't doubt God. Don't doubt God. Like Peter, when Jesus said, you should walk on the water to him. When he saw the waves, the Bible said, 
he doubted and he started to sink. And Jesus said, Peter, why did you doubt? Why did you do that? When you doubt, you are shifting your heart from what you have heard from God and you are moving into the other place. Be convinced. When you are convinced about something, you talk about it. I'm going to build a mansion. You don't have a plot, right? No problem. I'm going to build a mansion. In the name of Jesus. I believe it. God has told me. God told me. God told me I'm the head and not the tail. God told me I'll prosper. I'm going to build it. Maybe I'm not going to answer the price of, of, of the land. I remember when I've not bought a car before one day by faith. I felt so strong in my spirit. I should just go to the garage and ask how much a car is costing. And I, I, had no, I had zero money at that time. I, I didn't even know where the money was going to come from. I went to the garage and I asked them, so this one is costing this. And I remember, that, no, the irony, no, not the, not the irony. The funny thing about that experience is that I didn't even know how to drive. At that time, I went there. It's not like, okay, I have the money. Even if I had the money to buy the car, I could have bought the car and couldn't drive the car. <laughs> I went to the garage. So the mantu was, you know, they, they are looking for buyers. So when I got there, the mantu was, oh, I was young at that time. But the man saw me, he gave me a lot of his as a young guy. And then, oh, this car is good. Oh, you can sit in it. My name I sat in it. I tried to turn the seer. Because the Jesus said, I'm driving. I can't even drive the car. I can't even drive the car. And I got down. And I remember the area. There was a plus Mercedes. You see that Mercedes that had the C class, that had the flat back like that, not the US ones. Those days it was the one that was raining. I went and sat inside, felt the car, said, Wow, powerful power. So how much is this one? And I said, The price. I said, Okay. It's okay. You know what I asked him? I said, uh, Do you receive checks here? He said, Oh, well, if you give me same day check, I'll receive it and try it. I said, Okay. All right. I'll be coming. I'm back version. So when I was getting out of the garage, me, I went to the trotter, to the personal place. For him not to see that I'm going to pick another trotter, I, I walked a bit away from the entrance of the garage. And I walked, I walked um, like towards the, the, the police training, when I walked, I walked there, I walked there, I checked my back, checked my I said, circle, circle, circle. Stop the, the trotter, I ran, I entered the trotter. I started playing tongues. I said, I have my car. What? What? Three years later, I bought a car. Amen. That is faith. When you are convinced, that's, that's why the Bible says that the things of God, they are foolishness to the world. See, you see the way I'm talking? It's foolishness. Are you, what kind of foolishness are you going to do? Why don't you wait and save before you go and do all those things? So now you're going to ask of the price of the land because you think you have saved enough and you have money to buy it, not because of faith. Are you getting the difference here now? Not because of faith, not because even God told you to go and ask for the price of the land because you think you have the money. Oh, oh I can afford it. Oh, no, oh, oh. I guess I, we, can, we can buy it. We can we can buy that property. You can buy it. Oh, oh, I oh, no, I have some, I have some money there. I can, I can, we can use it to buy. It. So now you want to do it because you have the money there. Whether you have the money or you don't have the money, everything you do must be done by faith. 
the spirit of God must speak his word. Go and do it. You know me, me I, I, don't, I don't hide a lot of things from you. Let me tell you what happened yesterday. So yesterday, I, I, I was going to iron another suit that I was going to wear today. The other one. Whilst I was bringing out that suit, the Holy Spirit told me, I should not wear that suit. I should wear this one. You see. I'm telling you what happened just yesterday. Why you must work in faith. So I immediately hung back the other suit and I pulled this one to go and iron. This morning, when I was coming to church, something happened. As soon as I put on my trousers, I'm not shy to say this. I know this is going to go online, whatever, whatever. I don't care. As soon as I put on my trousers and I, I, I picked my belt, my belt tore, the buckle got out of the head. And the other suit, if I had worn it, I would have been expecting, I'm not wearing a belt here, but I'm in church. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm not wearing a belt here, I'm in church. I'm wearing the, the, uh, uh, this thing. So, be, because God knew that the, the belt would get broken, he told me to wear this one. Because this one, you see, when I covered it, if I didn't tell him I'm not wearing a belt, you will not see. So if I said to myself, oh, I, I want to wear that one, that's what I feel like wearing. I would have I would have moved to church today because I would have had to go and iron a suit, another attire and wear to church. So I am wearing this attire in church, not because I wanted to wear it. I'm wearing it by faith. I feel like wearing this one. But what do you, a lot of people make that mistake. A lot of people make that mistake. So you must always hear from God. Tell me about always hear from God. It's not, it's, you see, it's not like I don't I have another belt and all of that. Not that I don't have another one. But what happened this one? God was so excited. I said, I'm not going to use the other belt. I'm going to come like this. <laughs> I'm come like this. Because God did something yesterday that has blown my mind. So I don't joke with God. I always tell you, even what I eat, I ask God. Even what I eat, I ask God. God, what should I eat today? That's how it is. That's how I have trained myself. Faith. 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 When you hear God, then you move. Many people have made mistakes in their marriages. Marry the wrong people because you know what happened? They want to look for Ah, Charlie, she's fine. Hey, Charlie, see body. She's fine. She's fair. She's tall. I can't afford can I say I too. Lord have mercy. They look at all of those things. It's not saying go and marry the person. Did you ask of God's opinion? What is God saying? Now you entered into the marriage. Three weeks into the marriage. Ah, Charlie, the real woman don't land. My guy, we are all working you know, so if you can go and prepare your food. A whole of people say, Aye. I don't know how some people say that, oh, she's just beautiful, but she doesn't have character. And I, now you're asking of character. If you have asked of God from the beginning, you would have told me who to marry. 
I get what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I told you my story about my marriage. I came here to pray when I was going on, and the Lord, I saw it clear who I was going to marry. Clear, vision, clear, 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 like I'm seeing you like this. So I didn't marry my wife because she's beautiful. No. And she knows it. I said, I didn't, I didn't marry because you are beautiful. I married because God said, I should marry you. And by faith, I've married you. Simple. Yeah. If the beauty is not there again, what's going to happen? Yeah, and then I don't love you again. But you see, that's why it's Bible says, faith works by love. Because my actions were born out of love, uh, out of faith, love will always be there. I just want to say, yeah, we can, we can um, have arguments, we can have whatever, whatever. It doesn't cross our mind that we are, we are tired, so let's divorce or let's. No, 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 no. Faith. Faith. Um, Amida's sister was, telling, was, was told her, and she told me how, you know, she's a lawyer. Her, um, the sister that is after Amida, she's a lawyer. And she's doing her service at the court. And she told her sister that now at the court, more people come for divorce than marriage. More. So more people are not divorcing by the day. More people. Said, and she was like, said some of the people that come for divorce, you look at them and say, what is wrong with this marriage that they want to even divorce? Beautiful woman, handsome guy, but they are incompatible because you, they didn't ask God who I should marry. They think they think they think God cannot tell you who should marry. That is a mistake people do. That's a mistake. So people are looking at the wrong metrics. They are not doing it in their faith again. I know a lady who had a lot of yeah, she was she had body. She got pregnant and she gave birth. She slim like something. So if you want to marry her because of body, you know, you know pregnancy can change a woman. If a, a, a woman is slim and she gets pregnant, sometimes she can get big. I mean, things happen during pregnancy. A lot of things can happen. So what if pregnancy changes what you saw to marry the lady? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? My wife has a friend who's an immigration officer. Both of them gave birth after the seven at the same time. They did her cesarean session, but the saw was not healed. They went, she went for um, postnatal, went to see the lady, and the wound was open. And the so they had to go and operate on her again. And he said, when you see the lady's stomach, it's like she's still, she's still pregnant, but she's not pregnant. Pregnancy has changed her. So, when you see, the, the husband saw her before marriage, when she, was, ah, when, when she has shown me the lady, very beautiful lady, take tall woman, body your body. But pregnancy has changed her. Pregnancy has changed her. So imagine that's what the husband saw. She said, ah, this lady, she's beautiful. She has my specs. She has everything that I'm looking for. You go and marry the lady, and then something happens along the line. If you don't fear God, you start committing adultery. Because what attracted you to your wife is not faith. You are not seeing it again. 
so you go after other women to compensate for what you are not getting in your wife. But if you marry based on faith, when God leaves you, go marry this person. Go there. It was God who made Eve and brought Eve to Adam. When he told Adam to go and look for a wife among the animals, the man could not choose. He said, there's nobody here that can help me. And then God made a wife for him and brought the woman and said, Adam, take I've given you a woman. That is why when they sin, and then God was asking, look at what Adam said. Adam said, the woman whom you gave me, <laughs> she gave me some of the food to eat. Now she's like accusing God. He like, said, the woman you gave me. I didn't go for that woman, but you gave me that woman. Praise the Lord. Let God lead you in your decisions every single day. Walk in faith. Let faith rule your heart. Sure, let me tell you, many people have lost their business capital because they invested in their own business. Oh, it's Kano. And another football catch said, Oh, hey, this business is good, it's good, it's profitable. Goes into the account, get the money, bam, into their business. Everything is gone. They didn't ask God. They didn't ask God. They didn't ask God. Don't do anything because somebody is telling you to do it. The only thing you are mandated to do is what God says you should do. And that is by acting in faith. Are you here with me? Many people are suffering in their life. Because people told them to do this now. It is biting them hard. It is biting them hard. They are crying alone in their bedrooms. And they are disturbing pastors. Pastor, pray for me. Now, you are so desperate for marriage. So much that even a Muslim guy says, I want to marry. So, uh, Apostle, I pray for marriage. Uh, this guy says, you marry is a Muslim. He says, now you are mad. You are mad. Now, you think you can, you can, you can change a person when you marry the person. You, you think you can do it. <laughs> so, man, I'm going to know when I marry him, he will change. He will become, he will be, if it's a drunkard when you marry him, he will, he will double it when you are married. You cannot change him. Make sure he's changed before you marry. <laughs> you are not going to know what I'm saying. Yet. <laughs> when people are joking, they joke with you, so let me marry him. He will change. He will change. He will change. He will change. He will never change you. You never drank before. Your husband will tell you, Charlie, the two have become one. You just try it. It's not bitter. But the Guinness is not bitter. Just try it. Just try it. They give you so. Uh, the next time, uh, the third time, oh, let me take half. I can take half. Now I can do half. Before you realize, you are the one calling your husband. Please, I'm coming. Should I buy a crate of Guinness and bring it home? So that we can drink. I thought you said you can change him. But who has been changed? <laughs> who has changed you? <laughs> Amen, somebody. Walk by faith. Tell your neighbor, walk by faith. Tell your neighbor, always walk by faith. What God says we should do is what we should do. Amen? Yeah. I, I, 
I had a, I don't know that lady, but I watched her story on television. She said she had, she was like in her early twenties. She said she was still a virgin. She was praying to God for a good husband. And then one day, her friend said, "Ah, Charlie, I go. I mean, we have been like this all these years. You have no problem. We are going for a party. Come along so that you will not feel bored." She followed them to the party. Catholic story short, they connected it to this guy. And then, in the heat of events, the guy managed to sleep with her, broke her virginity. That was not the end. The guy gave, him, gave her HIV. The only sex she ever had gave her HIV. You see, I, you see when we are telling you to be careful, we are not telling you something bad. The only thing she did gave her disease. And since then, she said, she will never marry again. Our Ayana to say for the She rather want to die a single because she was in pain that the only person she ever met had given her disease. Don't follow advices of people who are not really spiritual. Even when somebody tells you something, go to the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit say, do it. So you don't lose your money. You don't lose your marriage. You don't lose your relationships. You don't lose your own self-value. Praise the Lord. May your faith work for you from today. I said, may your faith work for you from today. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcasts and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.